Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, I've been feeling a wave here over the last couple of weeks of sentiment, sentiment change. Sorry if I didn't pronunciate that correctly. Uh, but the bottom line is people are becoming fearful. They're becoming hesitant to wanting to invest. And I'm getting a lot of questions along those lines as people email me and ask me specific questions or send me articles to look at. And so today I'm going to try to get out the crystal ball, which I don't have, give you some opinions with their, you know, like everybody else's, that and about five bucks to get you a cup of coffee now, Dave. Uh, but they're my opinions. People ask, they want to hear. I want to give you a little bit of feeling where I'm at. And um, it's a rather complicated position I'm in as far as mentally. My mental structure as to where I think we're at right now. It's pretty complicated. All I can do is kind of hit you with a bunch of ideas. Now, you have to think about the way my brain works. I'm a type B personality. Think of the scales of justice and think of somebody puts an idea on one side of the scale and it pulls me that direction. Somebody puts another idea on the other side of the scale and it pulls me the other direction. And ultimately, it all kind of balances out. In other words, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm closest to being a libertarian, but even that, I wouldn't belong to any group would have me as a member. Is an old saying I love to hear. Um from a comedian that's no longer with us. And you think about this and think, where are we at right now? And there's so many things tugging at the string of where we're at right now. And I'm just going to touch base on them and tell you how much I think they're going to weigh in to what's going on. So the first thing I want to make is a big, giant, general observation 35 years ago, when I first started investing in real estate, there was a saying. It was a very common, well-known saying that, like politics, all real estate is local. In this day and age, that's not the case, I don't believe, anymore. I think real estate is national. I think real estate's even become international. And I think what used to happen was is that the average mom and pop out there could get their hands on a piece of real estate very inexpensively, if not free. And I don't mean free, but zero down. They could slumlord it the way they wanted to with very little effort in doing it correctly. Rent it to the friends, families, relatives, passerbyers, whatever. Have problems with it. And 20 or 30 years later, leave it to their family and that'd be the nest egg of their wealth. Long comes Del Wamsley, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, 
And there are all these self-help gurus out there. David O'Dotta, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron the Grand, Carmen Cheese, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump even. And they're all were selling these courses on how to do something for nothing. They had these midnight madness infomercials of about something for nothing. They'd get people to come into these seminars and they'd sell them books and tapes. People would go out and flail around with this basically incomplete, if anything, information. They would find where a guy had done one little trick thing one time and it worked. And so he was teaching his super trick, his secret. But it was a trick that only worked one time, might work five times. And there's 350 million people in this country all trying to work on this trick they learned that only worked three times last year. And so I came along with this seminar program that said, look, training program, hands-on help program, and said, I'm only going to teach you common sense real estate practices that can be done over and over and over again. I'm only going to teach you the techniques that can be replicated because I don't want to take your money as a guru and teach you how to do something you really can't do. So now Dave Dodd, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Blue, the Miles, Ron the Grand, Carl Cheech, Robert Kiyosaki, and even Donald Trump, all their stuff is gone. I'm still around 32 years later. So what did I do? What I did was start teaching people how to go out there and legitimately buy a piece of real estate using mortgages, financing, and not something for nothing. I taught them how to pick tenants that would pay and not destroy their property. And so it became a business, a successful business. I think that real estate is changing from a mom and pop business, although it's 90% mom and pop now and 10% commercial, uh, not commercial real estate and say, but run by giant corporations. But I believe that at the point when Warren Buffett said this, and I, I think it was 10, 12 years ago, Warren Buffett said, you know, if I could figure out how to manage single-family houses, I'd go out and buy a 1,000 single-family houses right now. About a week later, a company called BlackRock did just that um, because they had figured out how to manage these properties. They figured it out pretty quickly. And now they're one of the largest companies in the world, I believe. And again, I'm just off my top of my head when I remember hearing about them. But there's many companies like that now that own just tens and tens of thousands of rental houses. And as I say that, and it sounds scary that they're buying up these tens and tens of thousands of houses, then I go back to the article that I read to you last week that said, but yet, that's only 10% of all the rental housing out there. That The rental housing business is about 90% mom and pop, which would be people like you and I, right? So I sent an article today. A guy says, hey, read this. What do you think about this? And it was an article that says that um, two billionaires are trying to take over all the real estate in this country. And basically what the article read was that Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates decided to get together and spend $100 billion between themselves and a couple banks and go in and change all the electrical infrastructure of old housing throughout the country. But instead of just changing it out and selling it to the people, they're going to maintain the ownership of the electrical equipment. 
So they're upgrading all these systems, which supposedly will um, create massive efficiencies. Um, the equipment's so much better. It's like a, an air conditioner. You know, we used to use uh, seven and eight SEER air conditioners, and that, that SEER is how efficient they are. They're now up to the minimum is like 14, and they go up to like 20 SEER, 23 SEER, whatever. I mean, they're massively efficient compared to what they used to be, right? So they use a lot less energy to accomplish the same thing. Well, they're going to put all this new equipment in, but they're not going to sell it to the owners uh, of these rental properties. They're going to lease it to them. And the article is stating that these guys are going to put a, a lien against your property for this equipment, and you have to pay them back over time, over about a 15-year period of time. But if you stop paying them, they have a lien, and they will be able to come in and take your property away. Just like if you have a leased car and you don't make your payments, they can come take the car. So, what they're saying is that this is a backdoor way for these guys to go out and buy 100,000 homes. 100,000 plus homes that they're going to have control of. And again, this article and this concept is showing to me that this business is becoming less and less and less of a mom-and-pop business and more and more and more of a big business business. Now, having said that, there's just so much real estate out there, I don't think any one company can actually, or any couple of companies can actually control all of it. There's just too much of it, and it's too expensive. The infrastructure is massive. It's not like buying a bunch of software guys and writing some code and then going and selling that to people. I've got right now two software companies. And when we put a software company together, we go out, we pay to have it developed, and then we put it on the marketplace. And the marketplace fills it up with money. But there's no additional. We don't have to keep going and buying more and more and more and more and more and more infrastructure. That's what you do when you buy houses, buy real estate, apartments. It's just keep buying more and more and more and more infrastructure. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I was sent an article. I was sent a notice the other day. Let me read this to you. Uh, I own many, many real estate sales companies. You say, well, how do you make money off this? I sell people real estate, okay? I own sales companies. I'm not a broker, but I own brokerage firms, okay? Um, just like Sears old call, owns Caldwell Banker, I own Lifestyles Realty. I'm not a broker. I don't work in it. I don't actually sell houses. I just own the company. So, if the company makes profit, I get the profit, right? So, we look at the situation, and I got sent this email yesterday or the day before, and it says, we have just closed a 693-unit apartment complex. Now, previous to this, the largest one we'd ever sold was a 600-unit. Now, guys, think about Lifestyles Unlimited is a mom-and-pop real estate business. And somebody in our group just spent $120 million to buy one apartment complex. That's got to make a guy who's thinking about buying his first rent house a little squeamy. He's like, wow, am I even really doing anything? And the answer is, yes, you are doing something. You're doing exactly what I did. I started with a rent house. You're starting with that which you can afford to get into. 
It's just that big money, who used to never go for real estate, big money used to always go for the stocks and the bonds and auto de- automobile dealerships and all those kinds of big businesses, grocery stores, they're now getting into rental real estate. And they're bringing massive, massive amounts of money. And they're bringing foreign money, massive amounts of foreign money into this marketplace and making it work. As a small person, small investor, I can't be intimidated by this. I'm not going to go buy a $120 million property. I mean, think about it. 30% down on $120 million is, oh gosh, $36 million down, plus closing costs, plus rehab. That's unbelievable. But that's the way this deal works. And so, as the the players get bigger, and that's the point I'm getting to, as the players get bigger, you can't get intimidated out of the business. Otherwise, you're going to fall by the wayside, forgetting that still 90% of all rental real estate is owned by independent owners, guys like you and me. Now, that's not to say, though, that is all around us becoming big business, very big business. And then you think about this. The Houston Rockets have a basketball player by the name of John Wall. John Wall sat out all last year making $42 million because they wanted to let the rookies have playtime. He's going to sit out this year making $43 million. And they're not even going to play him, and they might just buy his contract out so that they can get rid of him. $43 million for a year, two years in a row. He's actually had the contract for four or five years. $200 million worth of money for one guy to not play basketball. And then you realize there's still a lot of room in real estate. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Wamsley's real estate investing worst case scenario. Let's say the Democrats took away all tax deductions away from real estate like Ronald Reagan did in 1986. In 1986, we had stock market crash, a real estate value crash. The world came to an end for three months. Why? Because he took the value away from owning real estate for people who used it as a tax break. People like myself who got started at 87 go, you know, you can only buy this stuff cheap right now. In fact, I can buy it so cheap, I can rent it and make a 20% return. Cap rates were 20%. I buy a building and I made 20% of my money without leverage. If I put leverage on it, I made 30 or 40% return. Ungodly returns. Right now, you can earn less than 1% on a savings account. So, do you think I hope that happens again? Yes, I do. In 2008, when the world crashed and cratered, I bought real estate 50 cents on the dollar. I said, well, what happened to the stuff you already owned? I kept it. It stayed full. We rented it. We made money. Don't let the fear of losing money hold you back from making money. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I'm trying to make a gigantic umbrella point that real estate investing is changing. 
and that although 30 years ago I created a program that taught people how to do it correctly, the environment that we're doing it in is changing. That doesn't mean what we're doing is incorrect. In fact, it means more likely that you better do it our way and do it the correct way to be able to keep up because now real estate investing is becoming a much more professional business. And although mom and pops are still strongly in control of most of the rental property out there, it's starting to change. Or at least that's the point I'm trying to make to you. And it's a hypothesis that may or may not be prove out to be true over a long period of time. So I'm going to share with you another email that came to me this week and said, I've been listening to your radio program and YouTube segments for the past two years. I would like to thank you for validating what my wife and I have been doing for the past 35 years. We bought our first home in 87 and have purchased three additional investment properties. We're in the process of looking for property managers so we can have more free time. Keep up the great work and continue to be inspiration to all the listeners. All right, so what am I deriving out of this email? It is, if you look back 35 years ago, this is a guy that started the same time I did, that's when I started, and his goals in life were satiated over 35 years to only buy three rent houses. That's mom and pops right there, guys. Three rent houses, say each of them, they make $500 a month positive cash flow. You got $1,500 a month coming in of free money, extra money, tax-free money, tax-deferred money, whatever you want to call it. Here it is. You get it. You have it. You don't have to pay taxes on it. As long as you keep those properties, you're going to keep getting it. And that was enough to make a big enough change in his life that, that satiated his goals. Now, fast forward to the email I just read you last segment where the guy bought 690-some units all at one time. $120 million. I mean, that's not the same world, is it? That's not the same clientele buying those three rent houses as it was buying the 690-unit apartment complex. Now, I don't know where these guys bought their three rent houses from, but it's from probably a real estate agent somewhere, just like my real estate agents. But it's a completely different animal. And so it's getting, it's becoming much larger than what it used to be. Now, again, remember, I'm a type B. I go back and forth. I have to tell you, though, even though I see this and I see it coming, it doesn't bother me. And the reason it doesn't bother me is because the more expensive stuff gets, and I've gone and done two or three shows now in the last week or two about why inflation, why lack of housing availability, why higher interest rates, All these things are driving the rental income up high as can be, which in turn is driving the value of real estate through the roof, the ceiling, or whatever is the appropriate way to say that. And even though all that's going on, I still don't see any reason to get out of the market. I'm closing two deals. I know one this week for sure, and another one either this week or next week. I'm still buying. And I'm telling you that I'm starting to take pause, though, as to lining up my next two or three purchases, because I'm starting to see that the market is softening. 
Why is it softening? Well, I think a couple of reasons. One is inflation. And the inflation isn't slowing down the desire to buy real estate. No. It's making it worse. But what it's doing is forcing the Fed to to raise the interest rates. And the simple mathematical conclusion is at some point, if interest rates get too high, or no, not too high, get higher, then prices can't sustain. They can't sustain the ability to sell at a higher price and still cash flow enough to make the banks willing to make the loan. And so I see some weakness there. I'm starting to see some of the deals that I was going after that the cap rates were going down. In other words, the prices were going up. When your cap rate goes down, that's the rate of return you can earn on a deal if you don't have any leverage. And the lower that cap rate goes, I mean, you're just paying more and more and more for a property and you're getting less and less return. And I was seeing cap rates going south for the last year and a half on the stuff I'm buying. And yet, in the last two months, I've seen them go back up again, just slightly, just a slight bounce. But then I start to wonder, hmm, is that just the leading indicator of what might be coming? Or is that just a slight bounce that's reconciling with the interest rate change? Because I don't put any loans on my properties. I pay cash for everything. Now I've got so much money, and I don't say that to impress you, but to impress upon you, so do a lot of other people, that they don't need the interest rates. They don't care what the interest rates are because they're not using interest rates. But for those people who have to use leverage, they have to use financing to get the real estate deals done, it's going to make it tougher for them to make some of these deals make sense to work. And if that's the case, the seller, if they get into a position, and it's not going to be every seller, but a seller here and a seller there is going to get themselves in a position where they need to sell for some reason. They need to get out of that deal. And they're going to have to lower the price a little bit. It's going to be a little interesting. Now, I watch this show. My wife watches the show. I watch her watch the show uh, about expensive real estate in California and this Jack Altman or whatever his name is, uh, selling these all these realtors selling real estate. And you go and you see a house, and they were asking the house, what is this house worth? They had an open house, and they said, just tell us what you think this house is worth. One guy said, oh, man, it's worth about $13 million. Another guy goes, oh, it's easily $20 million. That $7 million swing in the value of that house within one day is the reality of how messy this stuff could get if it starts getting messy. And when 2008 came about and the banks all went pooey up, I started buying when everybody else was starting to sell, trying to get out, get out from in front of this disaster. I started buying into the disaster. And it was the most successful financial three years of my life ever. It just, I tore it up. And I'm sitting here right now going, God, I wish that would happen again. And I'm starting to wonder what it, well, a week ago I did an article that said, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it's just too good to be true for that to happen. There's too much money chasing too little real estate was my point. That's what all the economists are saying. That's what it appears. That's what all the brokers, real estate brokers are saying out there. But then all of a sudden, 
I saw something on TV yesterday that just blew my mind. So let's start with just an email here, just to sort of platter this up a little bit. It says, cap rate is compressed historically low. Even Class B and C apartments are selling at high threes. I guess three figures, like $100,000 a door. Should I pause for a while until the price comes down? There it is. I'm getting questions like that left and right. What do we do? Do we wait and see what's going to happen? Do we keep investing? And my point is basically so far is that I'm still investing. If a deal makes sense, it's going to make sense in the future, and I'm going to invest in it. However, I'm watching very carefully for signs that I need to start negotiating harder to get better deals, because I'm starting to see some of those signs. But yesterday, I saw something that blew my mind. And remember, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, not even a liberal or a libertarian. I politically don't really care about politics, but I am a normal human being that has a brain. And I've got some high school and college economics behind me, some basic learning that most people should have. And so I can evaluate situations. I have to tell you, I do not understand where liberals get their information. I was watching TV the other day, and a lady by the name of Elizabeth Warren got on there. And she began to rant and rave that the reason the Democrats are starting to lose in the polls and who are going to get destroyed at the midterm elections is because they didn't do enough massively liberal stuff and that they've only got a year left before midterms and they need to get every bite at the liberal apple they can get their hands on. Now, How can this woman and or her entire group of liberals believe that the stimulus package did not create the inflation, that the border problem did not create the inflation, that, yes, COVID created part of the problem, but giving people money to not go back to work created a shortage of manpower and labor? Of course, there's the fact that the the supply chains are all messed up, too. That one, you don't know if you really blame on them or not. But the oil, that's all Democrats. The second they got in, they shut down the oil and they opened up the borders, sucking up our resources from the southern border, giving away our resources from oil that we used to have all that money coming in and taking in and throwing it out the door to other countries. But so what does she want to do now? Elizabeth Warren is saying it's unfair that people can't afford to buy houses. And so she wants to lower interest rates to make it easier for people to buy houses. It's the very fact that the Fed has only one tool, actually it has two tools, to fight inflation. One of them is to raise interest rates. The other one is to sell off bonds, to shrink their balance sheet. But she wants to make it easier for people to buy. In other words, she wants to give away more free stuff. She also wants to eliminate all student debt. She wants to just forgive student debt. That is a massive billion dollars, billions and billions of dollars forgiven debt. Remember, forgiven debt, by the very nature of accounting, is income. It's more money that people have in their hands. If they don't have to worry about paying back, then they've got that money to waste, to go spend, to create more inflation. She wants to pass Build Back Better while they can, while they still control Congress, Senate, 
and the presidency spend more billions of dollars, then everybody will know how good we are. Let everybody see the good things we've done. And then, of course, she wants to raise taxes. When people are struggling with inflation, let's just go ahead and raise the family's cost of living another 5 or 10% by increasing taxes. Taxes on people themselves, taxes on goods, taxes on corporations which get passed through to other people. Let's just raise taxes and have more money to spend, more money to throw into the economy, more money to put gasoline on the fire of inflation. And you know what I think? I think these guys are going to try to do it. They want, they know they've only got a year left before midterms. They're going to try to take every liberal bite out of the apple they can. And I think literally double down on every bad decision they've made. What does that mean to me? means by the time we get to the midterm elections, this country could be in total chaos. And man, what does that mean for a real estate investor? That means the time of your life. It's the time when all the money's being made. Is when everybody else is running away from the battle. You got to be running into the fire. And that's when you make the big, giant bucks. I did it in the 80s, 87, 88, 89, during the Black Monday recession. And I did it again in 2008 and 2009. Here we are, 2021. Is it going to happen again? Well, if Elizabeth Warren and her cronies have their way, If you look at the vice president and the talk that she can't even talk, the communication she can't communicate, and the president shaking hands with air, with a war going on that's spending billions and billions of dollars sent to the Ukraine, spending billions of dollars that's inflating our economy as they build more and more weaponry. I just see inflation going through the ceiling. I see Jimmy Carter all over again. And I know what's going to happen at the end of that. Real estate's going to lose value. But I'm not going to let that bother me because I'm going to be right there. Right there, wanting to buy it. Every bit of it I can get my hands on that matches what is in need. And what is in need, my friends, and has always been in need and will be in need for a long time into the future, is residential rental housing. Let's go buy some rent houses, guys. Let's go buy some small apartments. Let's get in this business good. Even though the big boys want a piece of it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation.
The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.